The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Tid. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live conversation about entertainment and geek culture. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from Fantastic Forum Studios, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. Whether you take it up or not. You have the usual suspects in the building first. He is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cup. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cow. He's our resident dark knight detective. It's Oz. I'm so unprepared today. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even have a funny thing to start off the show. <laughs> Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Ma'am. <laughs> and that's for myself. My name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking to you all about uh, the new season, season two of Batwoman. We're going to be talking to you all about uh, Future State Nightwing number one. And we're going to be talking to you all about Batman Soul of the Dragon, the new DC animated uh, movie. So we got all that for you and of course whatever else it is you all want to talk about and the latest and greatest in comic book news. Uh, But before we do that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin who without him, this show would not have happened, would not be possible. So thank you, Mr. Scott Rubin. Hope you're doing well. Uh, also, if you want to tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Forum, here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. I agree. I want to join the party. I'm happy I'm here. So, gentlemen, uh, how are y'all doing? You all feeling all right? You ready to get into this show? I'm doing a lot better now because for some reason my computer is on it. I forgot to open the soundboard, but it did everything like that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Good juju. You know what I like? Normally, 
real professionals don't even bring that up, but I, I, I'm not fucking professional. <laughs> I'm just happy that shit worked. Amen, and brother. I want, and I want recognition. I'm just saying, look, we can't be bad buggy every week. One of these weeks, things got to be like butter, right? Like butter. It's like butter, baby. Yeah, it's like but it's butter that you put in the fridge. So you try to spread it on the bread right away, and it like just breaks in half. And now you got two slices of bread with like a little pat of butter in the corner instead <laughs> of smoothly over the rest of it. And that is what is going on in my studio today. So got it. Got I'm it. Your, I'm your broken slice of burnt toast. Right. I, I was like, still, how can I, how handsome. can I, how can I hate on butter? <laughs> it's like, I it's love like butter. No, no, no. I'm not saying you don't love it. I'm saying that you found a way to hate on it still, though, despite your love for it. We all absolutely love no reason to put butter in the fridge. I can't I'm believe he doesn't love right butter. Now. Okay. There I can't is. believe it's not butter. <laughs> what'd you what'd you say, Jay? Can you put butter out? <laughs> yeah, you, you can. Yeah. But it does need to be um like in they sell the it little porcelain little loaf yeah. things that you put it in there. It has to be in that because that kind of insulates it from the elements. Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and then whenever you have toast, I mean it it's soft. Right away, you don't have to wait for it to melt. You stare at it. I I feel like but butter, like butter storage, is like one of those things that divides people, like almost like sweet and savory grits. You know what I mean? Or it's just like or bacon fat. Wait, what about bacon fat? Look, there's nobody anti bacon fat. I, I I've seen people just <clears throat> keep it over the stove. Well. I mean, th- there's some people that are anti-bacon fat, but we can't hold that against them. Yeah, but they just leave it outside. They don't put it in the fridge. Oh, got you. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that there was a whole. I didn't realize that there was like people that are putting their bacon fat in the fridge. Got it. Yeah. Anyway, like oh, I said, that is delicious. Like, if we make bread with that stuff. No, I would agree. What are you say, Jay? Uh, we got Tiger Claw who says, What's up, Fantastic Forum? What did you think of episode three of WandaVision so far? Things are starting to unravel. Real quick, you all saw episode three of WandaVision? Yeah. yeah. No. No, what, what? no, no, there it is. There it is. So, without, with, look, we, we don't really even really have the time to get into it anyway. So Jay, we're not gonna go deep into anything. Just just off the top though, Mo, Oz. No, what 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 did you think of episode three? Did you did you like it? Did it further the story enough for you? How about you, Mo? Well, I, I all I can say is I, I and Marvel is getting tired of the gimmick of the TV show shit right when I'm getting tired of it, too. So <laughs> halfway through this episode, <laughs> it starts moving into the real shit. And uh, mm-hmm. still keeping that, but I guess each episode is going to be progressively less yeah. Tommy, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because now it's like it's moving somewhere. What uh, do you think, Oz? Uh, interviews with uh, what's what's Vision's name? Paul Bettany? Yes. Uh, he, he's, he stated that Towards the end of the series, it becomes a full-blown MCU action film. And considering there's only eight episodes and we're on three, it needs to start ramping up. 
And it did a little bit. I'd like to see a little bit more, but I'm guessing it's going to be like the last two episodes that are going to be like this epicness that, that I've been promised. Oh. And if you look at it, like it's eight episodes so far about the first two and a half episodes have been sitcom So that's kind of like the first half of like an MCU movie. You know what I mean? About at, at the 45 minute mark, 30 minute mark. You know? Yeah, and these episodes are only half an hour long. Yeah. So I don't think they get any longer. I really enjoyed this last one and I'm I'm glad. It it was it was a good episode. I mean they're doing a good job. It's a good show. There you go. All my complaints are about it are just because I feel like I have to complain because you guys are just gonna love on it all day. I mean if it's good, it's good. It's just that simple. Mm. I was like, um you, you say that about butter too. <laughs> I agree. We should hate on butter and WandaVision. Oh. Right. I keep I keep my WandaVision in the fridge. <laughs> a little <laughs> spoil. <laughs> if you don't, if you leave it out, you get some vanilla. <laughs> but butter doesn't spoil. Apparently, Hegilla in chat does not put his bacon fat in the fridge because it's confused by that. Yeah. No. I, I I felt the exact same way. I didn't yeah. I didn't even know you put bacon fat in the fridge. I was like, wait, really? Like I would feel like that make it hard to use. But what do I know? It does, but you know, <laughs> much like butter. Yeah. <laughs> like, all I know is my parents just left it in the same pan. Just that, <laughs> that's the bacon pan. Every once in a while, it's the pancake pan. <laughs> I guess it depends on how often you use it. You know, exactly. I, I'm not. Gonna, I I would use it maybe once a week. So. Gotcha. I know when it, whenever bacon fat has gone bad, it has it's been in the fridge. <laughs> Tired Claw mm. wants to know what the '80s episode is going to borrow from, and it's um, uh, what's uh, Michael J. Fox's show, Family Ties. Yeah, you know it's, it's funny because it's kind of a shame. I, I well, no, I guess I guess Family Matters is in and uh, Married with Children are in the '90s. Yeah, those are '90s shows. So I guess yeah, I guess Family Ties. See, and it's funny because when I thought of the 80s sitcom, <clears throat> I, my mind went to like Seinfeld, but I'm like, Seinfeld technically is like the end of the 80s. And it's what 91. Yeah, it's 90s. Shut up, wait. Seinfeld starts in 91? Yeah. It went on. No like, way. It went on eight season and ended in 99, I think. Really? Yeah. I thought Seinfeld was the end of the 80s. No, his career was in the 80s. Like his yeah. stand yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I could have swore. Well, I guess, I guess, Titan, okay, okay. I don't know. He says it started in 89. There you go. But 89 is basically, I mean, well, it's not the 90s because yeah. the 90s don't start till like 1992. But, but still, it's like, I, like when I thought about it initially, my thought was like, "Oh, I hope the '80s version is like Seinfeld. Like, I hope that episode is like Seinfeld." But there's so many more like seminal '80s sitcoms. Yeah. Like when I really thought about, it, I was like, "Oh, dude, you had like 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 you just mentioned Family Ties, Facts of Life, Different Strokes, like out of all this these." World. Which one? Out of this world. Out of this world. We yeah. talk about this all the time on our show. Yeah, you know, I know, I know the sitcom out of this world. Was, I guess that was the eighties, huh? Was that late eighties too? Nah, that was like eighty six, eighty seven. 
That that would be the late eighties. That's mid. <laughs> I'll give it mid. I, I for some reason I thought it was later than that. Yeah, the thing is, look, it got canceled before the nineties, so technically that's mid. yeah. But but out of this world isn't in that same category with all those other sitcoms though. It's from eighty-seven to ninety-one. Oh, there you go. But I'm not, I, and I'm not, that's not a that's not a knock on the show. The show is far superior to like a lot of sitcoms that have come after it. I'm just saying that the, the sitcoms in, in much in the same way like Seinfeld. Like Seinfeld is a great American sitcom, and even though it technically started in the '80s, it's overshadowed by all of the other giants that are in the 80s as far as sitcoms go and and i'm saying that about out of this world too like not because it's bad it's just i mean dude like i mean all like it's so many amazing sitcoms in the 80s it's it's kind of sick yeah well you know it's when tv like you only had like what 12 channels like cable, right cable right. networks were just more niche market stuff there it is you know um, but yeah, you know, says Alf Mary Young. What what did you say? What did you call him, Jay? Emilio Bueno. Oh, there you go. All right, you said it right this week. I everybody watched Alf. Dude, I love Alf. Alf is my joint. Alf was Mexican. Why was Alf? Me- oh, wait. Is he why? Alien? Yeah, he's an oh. alien. He's brown. He's short, and he wants the pussy. Oh my god. <laughs> What if it posts fun at Three's Company? Three's Company is the 70s. That's 70s. Hedgella says true 80s, like silver spoons. Exactly. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, like, if you're talking about silver spoons, Punky Brewster, facts of life, different strokes, family ties, it's like we can't talk about Seinfeld and out of this world, despite them being amazing. It's like we got to let that be the influence for the '80s, and you know, maybe like we're probably not gonna get any sound Seinfeld or Out of This World because it doesn't fit the format. <laughs> Mo's over it. He's right though. Let's play some news music. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like kind of, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right, let's get to some news. Gents, what should we talk about first? Not Cheetor. <laughs> 100% Cheetor. <laughs> pure, 100% pure Cheetor. <laughs> People are like, what are they talking about? Cheetor is a character from the Beast Transformers Beast Wars cartoon, but don't worry about anything else. We're good. We're good. Um,. Well, I'll go ahead and start with the story I'm most excited for. And Mm -hmm. this is not going to be a surprise to anybody. Is Bendis not being inclusive? No. (laughs) No. Even though, don't get me wrong, I I would like to, since since you brought it up, (laughs) I would would like to, um, I'm interested in what it is that Bendis is going to do next, now that he's outside of his DC contract. And it's not exclusive there, which I mean, and don't get me wrong, it's like Bendis got that in contract in a completely different time at DC. Um it, you know, good. But for it, him. Wasn't, it wasn't because he was doing good shit. I mean 
oh, okay, I'll give you that. Like in the sense that was Bendis past his prime? Like was the stuff that he had the his best stuff behind him once he got that contract to DC? I I would agree with you, but, but sales wise, like it's just like it's a it was odd that they actually took that decision to pay him all that money, and well, then his DC okay. stuff it didn't pay off for them. So he's one of the like we talked about that news where they're cutting off the the exclu- big exclusive contract with big names when AT and T took over, and it's like he's the first one on the chopping block. Yeah, so it's like his DC stuff didn't sell. Like <laughs> I agree, you know. So it, it you know, are you really interested in what he's going to be doing after? Well, yeah, it, only because I feel like Bendis not having to be you know like confined necessarily by any any kind of corporate uh uh you know like any big two kind of leash on him might make something interesting maybe i don't know that for fact but i'm interested to see what what happens with it you know what i mean so but i i will say that you know i think you're right like he didn't i won't say he didn't deserve the contract but based on what what he was producing at the time. Like, I felt like Marvel would not have given him that contract. And I think that's why he went over to DC because the, the Marvel's like, nah, man, I think, you know, you're, we're good. <laughs> we're good. And so they snatched him away. And I guess they thought they were doing something, but his Superman was not, you know, by any means, like, you know, groundbreaking. So. But no, the story I was going to bring up is Marvel uh, letting fans choose a member, the final member of the X-Men team. And, you know, I, like for me, that's exciting just because... Oh, boy. Wait, why, why are we oh, boying now? Like, what? Oh, surprise, surprise. Like, this, this new story is not even that interesting. But, yeah, what, that's... Why is it not, what's interesting about fans getting to vote on the last X-Men member? Because everybody's been an X-Men at this point. Is it uh, multiple choice? You can pick anybody you want. I mean, if you're asking, is there, like, a list of, of candidates? Then, yes, it is a list of candidates. There's, right, there's 10 reasons. Okay, so you're restricted to a choice of these ten people. As, as far as I know, uh, yeah, like I don't think I haven't actually voted yet because I was like, um, I, I was actually going to ask you all to to tell me what you think about the different people and and is Jay available to be an X Men? Jay, like yeah. Jay from Fantastic Forum. Yeah, he's already a member of the greatest superhero team, and now he could moonlight on the X Men. Wait, Jay's gonna be a member of Fantastic Forum and the X Men? I'm sure he could do that. Why not? Wolverine's been a member of like ten teams at once. Are you saying that Jay and Wolverine are the same person? Uh, I'm, Jay may be better. I don't know. They have to go. Hey, have, Jay's I, I better than Wolverine. Book. I agree. I didn't know you all felt that way. Jay's way well, he's, you know, he's fantastic for him. That trumps all superheroes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know, but no, the, the, the members that are the potential members that people, the fans get to vote on. And, and there is a backstory to this, mind you, because it's not like just 
oh, you know, just vote. Like what happens is like in, in, in the story, like in like with the X-Men on Krakoa, for those that don't know, the X-Men have their own island nation now and they're like forming their own culture. Cyclops and, and Jean Grey have decided to reform the X-Men for Krakoa and they've decided that the way that that X-Men team should function is Krakoa itself to vote who it is that is on the team. And so it's literally the mutants voting for who sh represents them for the X-Men. And so there are some like ground rules. Huh? Sounds riveting. It is riveting, Moses. I don't like your condescension and your friggin' uh, uh, lack of enthusiasm here. Because it's the mutants. Sounds riveting. That, that's what the I, mutant. Thank you. That's what we need in our, in our comics. More, more po politics. It's not politics. It's representation. It's literally an election. Yeah, but it's not like a, it's an election for their that's, heroes. It's a popularity contest. That's the current story arc of the book you're reading is a, a, a ramp up to an election. Yeah, but it's not like it's people like campaigning to be X-Men. It's not like, oh, my party and your party. It's literally like, who do you all want to represent you? Who do you feel represents you the best? And so, so there's going to be X-Men represented from Kakoa, And as a part of that story, they're giving the fans the opportunity to vote on 10 mutants to be the final member. Then that invalidates the story because we're not mutant members of the nation of Krokoa. Why do Come we? Come on, involved? man. It's like, how about you go ahead and I have, do a little suspension of disbelief? I have a, a, a little bit of um, maybe a question of what the like, maybe what could come out of this. You think the next big major X Men event will be the Stop the Steel crossover? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Definitely. So who, who are the X-Men? So the we they haven't said who the official like oh you're talking about so we don't know who the exact team members are, but the ones that we can vote on are Banshee, Polaris, Forge, Boom Boom, Tempo, Cannonball, Sunspot, Strong Guy, Armor, and for you, Jay, Marrow. Ooh, that's well. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Listen, you know what? I am riveted. Yeah, bottom of the barrel. Wow. See, this is this is how you we know that you don't read any X Men comics, Oz, because all of those mutants are good mutants, and they've been shining in the last year or so. They're well, all hilarious. Has been shining. So is Sunspot. But <laughs> I don't know what Forge has been doing. Forge has been one of the backbones of Krakoa, man. Yeah. This fool's like, like, yeah. Look, yeah. You know I will make my vote heard. So, yeah, you could, everyone can vote that wants to. You go to marvel.com. Voting opened this morning at 9 a.m. It closes on February 2nd, I think at like 12. I think it's 12, uh, 12, or it might be like 1159 East Coast time or something like that. I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't remember. Really... You mean there's no link at fantasticforum.live? I'm sure we can get a link at fantasticforum.live. We don't have one yet, but we can get one so that we can do that. I like so, it. But you, 
go go log on to whatever nonsense Lawrence was talking about. Cast your vote, even though we all know that they've already chosen the member. I don't like, think we know. I don't. I don't think we know that. I know that. How do you know? Because that's how that's how big time book conglomerates are. Now, they already the they already have they already have who they have. If they it was have the entire team, they, they already have an artist working on the on the on the books right now. If if it was the entire team, I'd agree with you. But because it's one member, I don't think they do. If it's if it's one member and you tell me they're gonna hold off on on working on these books for this one member, then this one member is very to. important. You don't have to hold off on the books for the one member. You can have the one member that the people vote on play a more general role in the comics that are, you know, the ones that are being made right now. Okay, and then so go ahead and log on and vote for the inconsequential character no one's going to care about. No, see, but that's generic that they don't even need to include them in the in the book until after the vote is complete. It, it's the thing. It's like you can play the role. You can make them play a more general role initially, and then the next arc can be about them specifically. And that's all I'm saying, Oz. Is like they're letting. The, the fans have a say in the creation of the book, man. Your so, Vicky color glasses are, are blinding you. Nah, the they're, 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 look, they don't have 10 stories ready to go, for one for each character. They don't. They yeah. have one. Maybe they have two characters picked out, and that's it. It's going to be one of those two. They're going to flip a coin. Where, whoever gets chosen, that's who they're, they're going to go with. And then maybe you'll get a story from one of the other ones down the line. But it, I, it, I, it's already it's already been decided. It's already been done. This is just a way to click, get clicks, get people's attention. It, it's a publicity stunt. Man. Great idea. I'm glad they're finally coming around to copying what DC did in the 80s. But <laughs> I'm not that interested. <laughs> hey, that, that's unsurprising. Let, let's, interested let's get to some, in Marvel let's get some real news. And doesn't believe in democracy anymore. <laughs> I just want to get to some real news. What's next, gents? What should we talk about next? You tell us, Larry. Just shoot. Oh, okay. Jay, put up our next story, please. <laughs> All right. So, Image Comics, uh, the Silver Coin Horror Anthology. So, this is interesting news uh, because. Image is pulling together some of their creators. Oh, well, I shouldn't say some of their creators, but some uh, noteworthy creators, I should say, to go ahead and do this Silver Coin anthology. Um, I know that you all are into horror comics. I know that I personally, like, I, I, I'll read them it's not my, it's not, I guess, the thing that I'm like, I go out to make sure that I read, but at the same time, it, the, the most enjoyment I probably have uh, in the horror genre is probably from comics. So what do you all think of this? I, I, all I saw was Jeff Lemire and that thumbnail that Joe posted in the preview, but I, first thing I saw was that art. And I was like, I'm in like image horror anthology, 
And then when I saw Jeff Lemire, I'm like, I'm in. I don't need to read this story. Uh, look, look, look for everybody <laughs> else. I'm in. So yeah. I already give it five out of five. <laughs> the the art is going to be from uh, Michael Walsh, which, you know, he... We don't he, happen to have the art to put up, right? Uh, you know what? Hold on. I might be able to, to see if I can get something real quick. Hold on. I, I didn't get to do it because um, I wasn't even planning on using my computer today because... I haven't had internet for two days. What? Why not? The day that it was really windy, it knocked out internet in the whole area. Oh, dude. So they It just, like, this morning. But I had prepared everything to be, like... So how are you going to do the show? I was going to do it on LTE, just through my phone. Damn. But my soundboard, my soundboard actually connects to my phone. So, I, it like, you guys wouldn't have noticed a big difference. Other than maybe a better, like... You know, higher quality picture, but but gotcha. then because of the cellular service, you probably wouldn't. Mm, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, so, maybe not. Yeah, I, don't know. I know Streamyard does a real good job of like throttling to fit each person, but you know, right? If they got hit by wind too, <laughs> we might not have it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh. Like I said, art, uh, art by Walsh, and um, the writers that they have attached already are Chip Zdarsky. They got Kelly Thompson. They got Ed Brisson, and they have Jeff Lemire, as you mentioned, Moses. So it's like, yeah, some pretty huge names. Uh, they all know how to write. The art is looking great. I really like, like the I like yeah. the the font on the title. I really like. Oh wait, what's look? When you can we go back? when you get a chance, Jay? I look. Shout out! Look, thank thank you to IGN for sharing. No, <laughs> they're listening. Right, appreciate it. Oh yeah, that is nice. It, it's reminiscent I mean, of like, their their ads. Ads. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. We're, we're out here supporting uh, Warner Brothers in DC. You're welcome. <laughs> they they own IGN, right? Is that? Right? I guess I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all that stuff. I used to be good at that. Yeah. We got anything else happening in chat, Jay? That needs mentioning, or we should go to the next door. Uh, let's go to the next door. Okay. Cool. So uh, next, we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Marjorie Finnegan. Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal, which is uh, Ennis's new new independent series. And um, it looks really interesting, honestly, like just like. Just the idea of Garth Ennis telling like time travel stories that by itself it it intrigues me. Um, but and then Suzuka doing the art is good stuff too. Like I know that he did. I, I be, I'm pretty sure he was the guy that came in on on Why the Last Man. After the original artist, what what uh, is it? Guerrera, I think it was Guerrera. But after the original, why the last man artist? 
he came in and did the art, and he also did some stuff over at Marvel. Uh, he's done stuff at Marvel and DC, but he, uh, you know, I'm of course I'm more familiar with his Marvel work. He did some Daredevil stuff, and um, I think what brought me to his attention or brought brought him to my attention was um, he did the um, the what if for Infinity, and you know, yeah, good good artist. Uh, of course, Ennis is a friggin' huge writer in and of itself, and uh, I'm I'm interested in this. Like, I really I'm really looking forward to this book, and I'm trying to I'm gonna try to make sure it stays on my radar because I don't think it comes out to like May. I think. Well, why the fuck are you talking about it now? Because it was announced now. Oh, okay. Like what? <laughs> look, look, you know how comics work. Oh, we're getting excited and shit. Well, listen, man. Look, if, if it was coming out next week, your comic book shop probably wouldn't even have had enough orders for you to have one. I buy digital, so I, I don't give a fuck. No, oh, okay. Well, that, that's your problem. <laughs> it's like you got to tell people now right. so if they want a physical copy. If, if that's my problem, then look, I look, that's a good problem to have. Like, you can find whatever comic you need at the touch of your fingers. Yeah. I guess, yeah, you're right, Mo. R.I.P. Comic Shops. <laughs> hey, look, Joe knows what I'm talking about. I still, buy, I'm I still buy physical oh. comics online. I do too. <laughs> there it is. Hey, the thing is, you know, like, when I can, I can, and when I can't, digital is the way to go. Sorry, Joe, say that again. That's one of the best things about comicsology. It's still digital, but you can also buy physical through the. Yeah, and. By the way, uh, for good thing you bring up Comicsology because stay tuned. I got a, a mo deal for you with Comicsology, so don't go anywhere. Cool. Well, look. Speaking of which, I mean, I think we're at it's that time anyway. So we're not going to talk about Eternals. We have a lot to get to. Oh wait, are we? Are we? What else do y'all want to talk about? I mean, well, you didn't even put it on the list. My news about the Eternals. They leaked well, the, the costume. I, I asked y'all what you want to talk about, and nobody was like, oh, but we should make sure we include this. I mean, he did include that in a, its own post, which implies that he thought it was important. And I said, oh, save but, it for the air. But uh, but after that, I sent a list of, like, this is what we should talk about, right? I, I didn't look at that. I already knew. Oh, okay. The well, then, listen. Look, I, I have my production now, then. Oh, oh. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. That's the problem. Oh, I'm doing proof production wrong by asking y'all your opinion. You're right. I, 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 I do. Your opinion. <laughs> Since we're now on the topic of Eternals, uh, <laughs> I do I do kind of owe you guys an, an apology uh, because you I didn't have any apologies. I, I completely <laughs> I completely forgot about this until Mo sent that story with uh, I guess it's a box with the with the art. With, with an image of all the Eternals in, in their costumes and it's for a toy or something like that. There was a, there was a post on Instagram, which is now gone. I can't find it anymore. I, I'm pretty sure I saved it at least if, if I didn't send it to you guys, which is what I should have done when I saw it, that had each individual character's action figure with the box art. And it has those costumes in, in a better, it, it's a better look at those costumes than, yeah. than that most sent. And 
I honestly, I thought I sent it to the Fantastic Forum account. I must not have, and it's gone now. So I do owe you guys an apology because that I should have that I should have thought ahead and done that. I, I want to know who you sent it to. Who's like getting that Eternals pick? Like know. what he's doing? He's doing another thing. <laughs> like you guys, probably, you, probably, you guys probably got my dick pics if you didn't oh, get that no. post. Oh, it, no. Well, you know, it says file too small. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he said that. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> oh man! So, what do y'all think about this eternal stuff? We we did see the pictures. I don't want to talk costume. Although we oh, it, you son of a bitch. What are you? What are you? What does Bull just say? <laughs> Although now that I have issued my apology, I I also now remember that Lawrence wouldn't have seen them anyway because we're blocked on all his accounts. You know that, okay. and um. Well, here's the thing. It looks terrible because it's just promo art. It's not even like how it looks. Like I, I to me, like I like how Icarus looks. But for all, like, really, that could just be, like, young Thanos, like, MCU young Thanos, and it looks like it, Chris, because everybody doesn't look like what they're supposed to look like, or they're a different gender. So I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I know the costumes kind of match what I'm expecting, but I don't know until I watch it in motion. And when I thought about that, I'm like, well, you know what? This reminds me of Zack Snyder shit. It looks good on picture, even if it does look okay here. It looks okay. It look it's gonna be better in the poster than it's gonna be in motion. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that. That it made me think of Zack Snyder. So I don't know. I, that Mo, uh, Mo's right. That's why he does slow motion so much because yeah, the he can get it to <laughs> not be better. In <laughs> it's almost like he was influenced by McFarlane, but McFarlane stuff. Like fits what he does, toys <laughs> and, and stat, mini statues, affordable statues. Whereas you know, uh, or you know, comic panels. But in a movie, it's like he's got to look good in motion. You know, we all had this thing, especially with MCU stuff, because MCU actually took that extra step to make things kind of look cool, even if it was a change. Especially early on when you have your your Captain America, mm-hmm. uh, Vision, you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's you know we see the stills and it's like you know maybe that looks a little odd and in motion it just looks good you know mm-hmm. where here it looks okay in this promo art I don't know what the fuck is gonna look like in the movie because the movie I know from that picture I'm sorry I didn't put it up but I told you I had internet issues all weekend um, I'm not like I don't think that's what it's gonna look like no, <laughs> in the so. movie no that's mm-hmm. like promo art like. It, it they photoshopped it all together, along with the Photoshop like Kumil Nanjiani like eight pack. Like, uh, he worked hard, man. He worked hard. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tiger Cloud chat. Uh, talking about he's watching my videos. Um, what's in Oz package, the series, and he says I suspect there will be more, as his drunk self probably ordered more statues. Uh, interestingly enough, well, first of all, yeah. Uh, <laughs> secondly, it's not called "What's in Your Package," by the way. The show's called Oz's Package. Yes, because it comes out in the morning. <laughs> morning. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, what's better than Oz's Package in the morning? First <laughs> in the morning. Interestingly enough, um, I did get drunk this weekend. 
And as I'm going through the credit card bill, I've purchased uh, in one shot somewhere between 20 and 30 art pieces. What? So, some wow. of which I don't understand why the hell. Like, I, why do I have a Cyclops piece? But I have one now. Oh, <laughs> hey, there it is. But for my birthday, thanks, Oz. I Look, appreciate hey, it. That, that, that's where I'm getting at. Um, it, it's from it, it. The all the artists are in Brazil. Look, don't don't ask me how <laughs> how I got to Brazilian artists. Like the the internet and alcohol are a strange mystery. Hey, Brazilian you artists know, are amazing. amazing. Yeah, especially uh, what's his name, the dude that did Darth Vader. So uh, it's probably gonna take a couple months to get here, but when it does, then. You guys are getting some presents because there's a lot of images there that is like, what the hell? Why? 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 Are you sure they're artists Brazilians that you don't you didn't just get scammed? We'll find out. <laughs> it, it, look, it, so I, I don't know. I don't even remember that night. I just I just like, what the hell is this charge? And then you start going through Hilarious. the hilarious. So yeah, he's gonna have a, a mail order bride show up at his door, <laughs> and because it's Brazil, she's gonna be eleven. Oh no. <laughs> Damn, you have a kid now, Oz. <laughs> you have a, you have a, a I, I know, I know that's what he meant, but like for a split second, that's I was not like, what I meant. Powers? That's not what I meant. <laughs> like, look, you need to be on top of your, you, you, you need to be on top of your geopolitical issues, man. Like, Brazil has the highest rate of child prostitutes. I, I told you, I didn't watch Immortal Warrior. I didn't either. This has been happening since 2010. <laughs> okay. So, any more news stories you got to get to before we go ahead and start doing uh, some comic book reviews? Well, we got the Mo deal next, but oh, uh, you're right. I think I, I'm done with news stories. If you guys <laughs> like, let's do our Mo deal. Here comes the money. Here we go. Mo money, Mo money, Mo money, Mo money. 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 Hey, you heard that music. You know what time it is. It's time to save some money. And I got this special Mo deal for you this week. We got Comixology's Deluxe DC ebook sale. <laughs> and you're going to get 86% off on most DC Deluxe ebooks. That means these special editions, 15th anniversary of Hush, uh, Wonder Woman Year One, uh, Watchmen Deluxe Edition, Swamp Thing by Scott Snyder, and many more. You're going to get those for anywhere between $5.99 and $7.99 can't beat that deal and it's digital you carry it with you wherever you just log in to comiXology with your amazon account and your payment information is there moses magnum this has been the mo deal good job mo i love that thank you yeah it took me five hours <laughs> hey but but no nah, i didn't <laughs> i was gonna say but but you got an amazing like friggin' two minutes out of it though you know what i'm saying it was worth it it's worth it <laughs> i just like the intro like dude the <laughs> intro is so good i like i don't i don't know where you got all that money from <laughs> but, well barbershop like, opened up again there are, <laughs> right right exactly i'm like man mo's out here doing it <laughs> it's all the uh, money i saved on comiXology's dc sale that makes sense that's what it and was. I, I forgot to mention in the video that you can get the deal. You just go to fantasticforum.live. There's a link right there to that actual deal because if you actually search it on the app, this is something I'm going to let them know. You can't find it. Like, it's not in the featured. It's not, you know, it, it, in iOS devices, it comes up sporadically. I don't mm -hmm. know what sporadically means, but it comes up like that. <laughs> and uh, 
but on iOS devices, you can't buy in app. So you have to, you know, I have a Kindle, so I buy it there, but on the Kindle, it wouldn't pop up at all. So I had to actually Google it and, uh, and yeah, I had to open the link in my email and then it opened up. So you don't have to do that because you just go to fantasticform.live, hit the button that says no deal. It'll take you right to that sale. There you go. All right, let's get into some review music. Oh, that's me, huh? Yeah, comic reviews. Uh, we're doing TV reviews or movies? No, we're doing we're doing comic, comic first, right? Sorry, I'm still I'm still tired of that that because of that video. I mean, I thought <laughs> you said we're doing the comic last. Comic book review, uh, comic book like review. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Culture. All right, Oz. Why don't you take us through Future State Nightwing? Uh, What's it about? Future State Nightwing is the a number one for Nightwing of the future. Uh, we don't. They, they don't tell us how far in the future. And my my problem with all these future state books is, I don't it they, I. They feel like they're Elseworlds stories, mm-hmm. like an alternate timeline, alternate dimension, alternate alternate universe, whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of like if like they're treating it like it's the actual future of the current universe, and that's that that bugs me. So in in the in the as far as somebody who who reads main continuity books, it bugs me that I don't know this is main continuity because it, it, it they treat them like like they are, but they imply that they're not, and it's just it's screwing with my head completely. And I'm the I'm a, I'm the guy that likes Elseworlds tale. Like if mm-hmm. if you told me upfront all these stories are Elseworlds, I'm in. Let's go because as a the book on its own is good. The art is good. I, I like the, the story of a, a well, future Gotham where the Batman has been killed and the uh, anybody wearing a mask is a criminal. We saw some of this with the next Batman mm-hmm. and this looks like it takes place alongside that mm-hmm. book, mostly because that Batman shows up. It I, I I just don't know what's going on. I want to know how things got to this point, and I I'm assuming that we're we're gonna get there because all these number ones are kind of introducing you to this world, and I really wish that something told me how far in the future it is, because I know that there's other books that take place further down the line in the future, and I I just I need to know what the timeline is, like I need. Some sort of, you know, like bar, and it says Nightwing here, mm-hmm. this here, this here, and a, a lot of not a, not a lot of people might have read all of uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, but towards the end of that, you they they talk about all their timelines and some of the images. I don't think the Nightwing one specifically, but like the, the Wonder Woman uh, stuff. 
like there's images that they see of these alternate timelines and that's just adding further confusion to me and really at this point i think i've read too much and i'm just gonna i need to take a nap (laughs) maybe i'll start reading marvel so i can get some sleep wow jay what do you think of uh future state nightwing oh i loved it it was it was awesome it was nightwing being nightwing Mm-hmm. Like, it felt really good, and uh, yeah, it, it was just a really fun story. And I like, honestly, I do like this Gotham. Like, I, okay. I love this Gotham. So, what what is it that you like about it? It's it's just interesting. It's like the paramilitary state. Uh, the anti-mask thing mm-hmm. and the heroes are still trying to do their job but even more than before where they were just you know vigilantes who would sometimes clash with police like this organization I forget what they're called like it's their mission their, their entire mission is just to get anybody wearing a mask Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, it's interesting for me. Yeah. Okay. Moses, what do you think? Oh, wait, what were you gonna say, Oz? I just uh, I forgot to mention. Like, the, I, I do like the book, the story, and the art. My real only criticism is kind of stupid. The for some reason, mm-hmm. Nightwing and uh, they showed Bat Batgirl too, have like this weird chin strap that just bugged me every time I saw it. <laughs> Other than that, like the costume was on point. I liked it. It, it looked more armored because I was yeah. going to ask you about that costume too. That tactical kind of let's raid the capital type. <laughs> but right, it, well, yeah, let, let's let's hear it, Mo. No, it, it, I really liked that costume. The chin strap, I felt a little weird about, but it looks cool. <laughs> so, you know, you know, that's like a rule in comics. Like, if it's going to look cool, put it like. <laughs> Superman don't need a yellow belt over his underwear, yeah, but it's there because it looks cool, yeah. So I, I, I did like that practical outfit. I wish I could have seen more Batgirl, like because I want to see the full costume, because it wasn't she wasn't unrecognizable, but she did look different, and yeah. uh, you know, especially after reading like Heroes in Crisis, where that costume looked really good, and then the Babs Tar art. Like that looked really good. So this one, like, not it didn't click to me that it was Barbara until later <laughs> in the in the page. You know, not too later. But mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. There, there's something wrong with that. I gotta see the full full design. But um, as to echo Joe's comment about this Gotham being interesting, the paramilitary thing, the hunting down the masks, mm-hmm. and uh, even how it played out. I don't know. How interesting it would come off in other Gotham books, but how it played out here, where they were using decoys at, to get to lure Dick out, mm-hmm. and it, it's like even the plan that they actually went through to do it, um, I, I really, I really enjoyed. Like it takes like that's writing, letting you know a what the city is like without showing you a lot about what the city is like. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I almost um, you kind of get a sense of that in the new Batman, but I think this one really did it just a smidge better. Yeah, yeah. I I will say that you know one thing that I mean I haven't gotten the opportunity to read a whole bunch of Future State books. Um, I'm still like I have them, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. getting through them. Well, if and, you do want to take a nap, you can read the Swamp Thing one. Uh, did you read it? I, I read it today, but I took I did take a nap, but not because it was not, it's not a quality of the book. It's because that's the time of day I take my nap on Wednesdays before the show. Got so it. I take a quick twenty minutes and got it. You know, I just put Swamp Thing down. Like, nope, it's time for my nap. I gotta go. But but the thing that immediately stood out here was just the fact that you know all the other future books I read. Somebody else in the role of the character that you know the book is about new Superman, new Batman, new Wonder Woman, you know, things like that. In in this book, it was actually Dick Grayson who is Nightwing. It was just him in a future kind of timeline. And um it was interesting to get like the character you know, but just in different circumstances. It felt very much like Dick Grayson and how he would act in that in that future, and so that was cool. The story I enjoyed thoroughly. I do agree with you where I'm like, yeah, I do want to see the, mo- the like the rest of that Batgirl costume, especially considering like you know it's one of those like her mask, which is all you pretty much see, is like at a certain point it almost doesn't make sense to wear a mask, <laughs> you know. It's that like- was my Heroes in Crisis. Uh, the the Sean Murphy costume that that was my criticism is like it's it's a little tiny thing with a couple little you know antenna, yeah. but at least those that? stuck out. And These also they didn't stick out that much here in in Future State. But here's the thing, like I do, I I feel like a domino mask is like okay, I can see a domino mask potentially not all the way, but potentially being enough to fool somebody in the sense that. Like in the same way how celebrities wear sunglasses and sometimes people don't recognize them because they're wearing sunglasses, right? It's like you've seen that face a million times, but because it has shades on it, it doesn't quite look like what you're used to seeing. So I can see, like I can at least like entertain the possibility a domino mask might make it so you couldn't tell that that is, you know, Robin, (laughs) that guy, like if you knew him, you might not like I feel like it's like if you know the person, like if you actually know them, the domino mask doesn't help. But the thing, the issue with this mask in future state for, for Batgirl is that like it's like literally like it's almost like the equivalent of like a string bikini, but for mask. It's like two like the eye holes are giant, right? So I can see like all her face. And then the like it's a cow, a cowl still, right? So if it's a cowl, but with giant eye holes, all we're doing was like, like you're not covering up any part of your face other than like, like your eyebrows. Like I'm just like, I don't know. Like it's it's really weird. like I and I I wish I had a picture because I didn't know this was gonna be that kind of topic, but it was one of those things where it did kind of pull me out the comic a little bit because I'm like. That's yeah. barely a mask. Like it's not even. It's not even like she has her hair covered. Her hair's what? out. And the thing is, it wasn't even like bad, but it's no. kind of like itchy to us. <laughs> to yeah. us here, it's particular. 
So it's, it's not, it's not that the design is terrible. It's yeah. that it doesn't conceal your identity. And if yeah. that's not like if that's what she's trying to do, it's ridiculous. Because it's like I don't even think you need to like you don't have to know Barbara Gordon personally to be like I think that's Barbara Gordon. Like if you met Barbara Gordon, you'd be like I'm pretty sure Batgirl is Barbara Gordon because look her <laughs> hair is out and I'm like have you seen Barbara because she looks just like that except that there's a little bit of fabric right here <laughs> and that's it like that's like a headband is like, <laughs> like I'll pull it up I'll 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 pull it up and you know. What do do any of you have anything else you want to say about? I do uh, want to talk about yeah. the art a little bit, and I want to see you guys' take on it because yeah. um, so far with everything I've read in in Future State, the art's been pretty good. They're like I, I know there's certain panels here and there, but for the most part, I, I've been blown away. Like the Wonder Woman, yeah. like, my biggest thing is is been great, and this one was the one where it wasn't like just mind-blowing until I realized that it's like the same guy drawing it all <laughs> and it's like okay so he, he, Wait, he drew all of the the future state stuff that we've no 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 uh, oh. all this issue because there was a spot where it looked like different art like it looked more like 70s Batman art like almost like Neil Adams type but it was when uh when Dick wasn't wearing clothes like he, oh, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't in costume so that's like okay i can see why you kind of switch it a little you get the musculature and all that and um and it and it, it's once that batman came in i was like man yeah this, this is good yeah mm -hmm. but i did have a little bit like a stumble like oh where you know that thought of like this art wasn't good but how'd you guys like this art i like yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, there it is. It, yeah, I still like it, though. I, I, I'm i not, like, as critical as you, Larry. I like, like, just that whole, yeah, I, I do like it. I don't know. I, it just feels like it's too much of her face being shown to, to try to conceal her identity. I see like, it, but I see what you mean, but from a design perspective. Like, it literally yeah. looks like you just put a, a six-pack plastic thing so that the turtles don't need it, she put it over her eyes. Like I get it, but but it, it you know it, it still looks cool. Like if that yeah. wasn't Batgirl, and that's the thing. Like if that's somebody else but Batgirl, like a new character, I'm good with it. Yeah. I again, the chin strap bugs me. Does it really that much, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know why. It just on her and the night. And I, I, I'm looking at it now and I'm noticing that Huntress has it too. Yeah. It's the I guess chin strap feel less necessary. Like you would think like if you were gonna like fortify some part of your face. But you know, DC does this every time they reboot the universe. Because right. remember, like New 52 had like Superman had armor plating. Yeah, and also too, like you know, like the high collars, right? Like the right. chin strap is the high collars of yeah of future state. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it's just it, you know it would make sense if it was like oh it, it's because of our action figure line or, or you know, but it, it is the differentiation. I don't know if they're going to bring everybody together, <laughs> converge, <laughs> but uh, you know they they might uh they do want need to differentiate, and at this point, like every probable design has probably been done you know 
It's kind of weird because when the, the Flash TV show came out, the chin strap bugged me too. And I guess I got used to it because then there's one season where they get rid of the chin strap. And I'm like, oh. Joe, what were you saying? No, I was saying that's not what you did there. Oh, the converge thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw it too. I just chose to ignore it. Uh, I, thought you, I, I, I thought Oz was going to remind me in some future state. Uh, <laughs> so, all in all... Oh, go ahead, Jay. I'm going to go ahead, Oz. What are you going to say? Well, I, I thought we were going to get to the rating. That's what I was about to do. Absolutely. Okay, Jay. yeah. I mean, there, there's two... There's two different ways to, to take this dick, Grayson. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're never getting monetized. I And 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 I've taken Nightwing both ways. Oh, no. Uh, both as as somebody who likes continuity and has been reading these books for a long time. And also, I try to take it from, from a, a different angle, from, a, from behind, where I look at it from the perspective of somebody who's just picking up a book. And in both cases, it it's it's good. So if you read a lot of DC comics, I, it, it's still a great book. Uh, all my questions about continuity and where it takes place, I'm assuming at some point are going to get answered. Whether this is Elseworlds or main continuity, I'm, I'm hoping that it gets answered. So in that in that sense, I I would give I would give it four. As someone like let's. Say coming in and just picking up book a Nightwing book for the first time, then it's more of a four and a half, even closer to five, because it it's a good story, and it also has the benefit of introducing uh, the new the next Batman in a way that may would make me want to see hey what what's up with this guy and pick up that book because they point out that he's not Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne is dead at this point. And this is the new guy. And then if if I if I'm walking through a comic book shop, if assuming they exist, and I see that they're <laughs> the next Batman, and I see the same Batman in this book, I, I I saw him on a cover of another book. Well, I'm gonna go back and pick up that book if I didn't already. So in in that aspect, four and a half. If if you're new to the new to the uh, comic books, um, four if. You've been reading comic books for years and care about continuity. Jay, what would you give it? I would give it a four. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked it. Um, near perfect. The the fight scene with the towel was a little weird, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, like amazing book. Fair. Moses Magnum, what would you give it? I would do three point five. I, I I like everything about it, but it just I'm okay with not reading the next one. Mm. You know, it, it didn't like I I care about what's going on with you know with Dick Grayson, but you know as far as like Nightwing stories go, it's still everything is set up. And it, look, I want to see uh, a Birds of Prey book in this Gotham. You know, I want to see uh, you know. A Robin book in this Gotham. Like I want to see everything about this Gotham, except for what happens with Nightwing. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's not it's not that I'm against it. It's just if I'm buying books, it's like okay, I I would buy it if I'm like in this Gotham, but not 
because of itself. I think it did a good job telling me about more about what's going on here than what's going yeah, on. World building. Yeah, than what's going on with Nick. And ultimately, it, it you know, it could get better. Like, it, you know, this is a number one. Like, if if I go back and read, you know, what is it, it Robin Eternal? And it, like, ties into this, like how Oz said about the other Batman, like, look, I might have to go across the board, like, you know, like when Chuck Dixon was writing things, like, just buy everything under that banner, you know? Okay, so Mo doesn't enjoy Dick Grayson as much as I've I never been a fan of Dick Grayson. <laughs> I personally uh, really enjoyed Future Dick. State Nightwing. No, I'm not going to say Dick. Grayson. I'm going to say Future State Nightwing. Uh, I will give it a four as well. Uh, I, I thought it was a good book. I actually am interested to see what happens next. Uh, I thought the story was told really well. It did do a lot of world building for Gotham. And uh, I, I like, yeah, generally, like, it's, it's honestly, at the end of the day, it's just a good Nightwing book. Like, like as far as, like, classic sense of, of what you expect from Nightwing, if that's what you're looking for, you're going to find that in this book. It'll be a different flavor, and I think that's what kind of elevated it to yeah, it, it's classic Nightwing, but it's still told in a slightly different way, in a way that kind of uh, gives it a new, a, a slightly different angle. Especially considering that you know there's a new Batman and all this other kind of stuff too. It's like it's cool. I like it. I want to see uh, issue two. So good stuff. So if, if you want to enjoy a slightly different flavor of Dick Grayson, then pick up this book. <laughs> Get it all up on you. Just I can't. I can't disagree with any of that. You just gotta sit <laughs> back and take it all in. Yes. Yes. All right. What I should have said is this dick, this future state dick kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But, you know, I wasn't negatively reviewing it. But you enjoyed it. You enjoyed this dick. That's what, what I'm saying. Like, I, that you would. If it was a negative review, then it'd be different. That's what I would have said. Okay. And with that said, we should go ahead and move on to our TV and and yeah, our, our review of Batwoman TV show. Should we play the theatrical? Yes, please. Because we're cultured. Comic book theater. Theater. I love it. Thank you, Tiger Claw, <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> and other things, Tiger Claw, but thank you for that specifically. Um, let's talk about Batwoman TV show. Um, I've, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, I, I, I believe I, it. I know you guys have been avoiding this like a plague, and I, I found the perfect reason to force you guys to watch it, and now I can't wait to hear what you guys have to go through because I've been living through this. I've been living in this 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 nightmare for a year now. Can nightmare? I, I, <laughs> and now it, it's a it's a it's a weight off my shoulders to that I've I've been able to share with the rest of you, and now I get to sit back and 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 hear the the tales of your torture and enjoy a beer so please please bring it on 
Yeah, uh, Moses, why don't you why don't you regale us with the tales of Batwoman season two? Oh, he had to take a big swig first. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know what regale means, but I can tell you about it. Yeah, Um, do that. So this is season two of Batwoman. This is where, uh, if you follow the drama news, the gossip columns, or as we like to say in the industry, gossip columns. Um, we we know Ruby Rose left after the first season. We knew the show wasn't doing that well. Um, and it wasn't even a high-quality show. And uh, she left because some injuries. And there, to me, it just seems like she's not getting paid enough. So the guy, they got uh, Javicia Leslie to take over. And that was the big thing. Like, how how are they going to pull this off? You know, like, and that was, look, this is the best thing that could have happened for this show because all of a sudden I was interested for the whole offseason. And uh, one of, I mean, Oz will tell you himself, like, he's like, if they can't fix the writing, they're not going to fix it no matter who they get. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the first episode was hard to watch. We, 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 I'm assuming we're reviewing the first two episodes, right? Because we already watched two episodes. Sure, go for it. Okay, so the first one's hard to watch. The second one is, is a little harder to watch. Because, <laughs> it, it, you know, you would think once you get over that hump of the first one, the, the other one's no breeze, but it, it's not like it's getting better. But, you know, it is interesting. Like when Joe brought up the, the, the future state Gotham and how that whole is interesting with that, the, the, the mechanized military contractor police force and this is kind of what you're getting here too yeah it's just that it, it, it's a glaring example i don't know what glaring means but it's a glaring example of what like tv shows would kind of have a, a right kind of path of what comics would do but the execution in comics is just better and yeah. you know, it's always depending on who's writing what but you know there's a little bit of a parallel with this um Batwoman and what we've been doing with Future State here. So I, I actually didn't mind watching it for as bad as it was. It was almost it was enjoyable because of how we're dealing with Future State stuff. So it, it's a good, like, if I am going to be your comic book commentator, I need to know these things to use a reference to show you how it could be done or what could be done. And and uh, so, it, you know, Oz forced me to do some extracurricular production just for context because we could have never gotten to this and i could have still like it changes how i would rate future state books moving forward yeah yeah i agree with you though you're right it's like almost like a j anti-pairing yeah it's like if you like nightwing future state nightwing you should really stay away from batwoman (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know they try they try to do things and it's just that sometimes the writing isn't there or the performances isn't there mm-hmm. um the casting of javicia leslie i mean it's fine i, I in fact how you say her name that's how i say it that's fair i don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know like i really don't know i was like I, if i was a better producer i would have like yeah. looked it up beforehand i apologize i'm Ms. hispanic Lee. we do everything phonetically and, <laughs> Well, if, that's, if that is that, if that's the case, Javicia Leslie. 
But your Latin roots. But that that story of that Batwoman could have been interesting, could have been well done if they would have gone all in on it. Because they're still holding on, as you can tell from the story you're watching, they're still holding on to the real Batwoman. And they keep reminding her she's not Batwoman. And she's kind of like earning it. But realistically, like, you know, I could say it's a racial shit because if any white person would have just grabbed it, it's like nobody, I don't know, I didn't watch the first thing, but did they tell Ruby Rose, like, you're not Batman? No. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like here they keep reminding her she's not Batman after she's shown from the first episode, like, I'm in it. Like, I can do this, you know? Right. And I have, she's got, the upbringing that's required for a Batman mm-hmm. and a Batwoman, and she's got and she's done it already on the second episode. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the second episode, they're still like, oh, I don't know, you know, like we still we still having hope that she's alive, and right? Really, like you don't need to be doing that, like especially if the chick left because you don't want to pay her enough and she got injured, like the real chick, like why are you gonna leave the hope that she's alive? I know you kind of have to for story perspective. But she's not coming back. No, like, I, I, just I, I, go I all in in Javicia. Go all in. Like, get Nightwing in it too to like help her out so Dick could go all in Javicia. They, they, they're actually, they, there is a reason, and I think it's stupid. There's a reason what? Why they don't want to say Kate Kane is dead. And it's not that, that they think Ruby Rose might come back. Look, she couldn't even be bothered to do voiceover. Yeah, for, for these first episodes, but the uh, the director writer uh, actually talked about this subject because once uh, Ruby Rose left, they knew that they would have to replace her, but they didn't want to exactly take like actually kill her because the the writer said that or well, one of the Carolyn Drives who she, I think she's like the main writer. She might direct some of the episodes specifically said that she didn't want to fall into that trope of, of burying your gaze. You know, kind of like how in horror movies, the black guy is the first one to go. In in TV shows, the, the gay character tends to be the, the one that gets killed. Look, there's like 15 gay characters in here. I'm like, which 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 TV show is that a trope in? I, I don't know, but she said, yeah. she said it like it was a thing, so I'm assuming it's a thing. I, I mean, it, I, look, I'm not in that community enough to, to like, if you're in that community, uh, put a, a comment. Let you know. Give us give us a list of some of some some shows or, or movies that, where, where this happens. Because well, we, you do love Rachel Grayson, so you should be able to answer that, right? I, that's just because I love Dick. But this, uh, look, I told you guys that Ruby Rose was not a good actress. I had hope for for Javicia Leslie, and <laughs> okay, I'll stop saying that. And, and you know what? She 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 is a better actress. She she has more skill and, and she she's more enjoyable to watch. But in the first ten seconds of episode one, the writers let you know that they still have no idea what the yeah. hell. Yeah. The show opens with her sleeping in her van with a fucking lamp on. <laughs> like these these people have never had to sleep in a car. We've slept <laughs> in a car. We know that you do not leave a lamp on yeah. while you're asleep because that 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 car is not gonna it, 
Yeah. Like, Come on, next day. Joe. Hey. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I heard Joe trying to say something. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, go ahead, Joe. If you, need, if you oh. got something to say, let's go. Voltron legendary defender. That happens when the gay guy dies? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Um, Shiro's boyfriend. The first well, if, if he's Shiro's boyfriend. Oh, Shiro. Yeah. Oh, Shiro's Shiro. boyfriend. Okay. Shiro. Yeah, I think it's Shira too. I was like, no. Who is Shiro? Right. Yeah, Shiro's boyfriend. Okay. And and I'll give you that. You're right. Like that was a convenient way for them not to have to deal with that too much in the show. Right. That was just a I know it happens like all the time, but Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't know that. Like I didn't like I didn't realize that was a thing, but I do remember it's because I watched Voltron, obviously, that people specifically feeling like, oh, that's a messed up thing. I know, like, we kind of fell into that trope too early on when Oz left for a little bit. <laughs> but we held hope and he came back. He came back. Oz didn't die, die. He only died a little bit. So, I, I want to say, I, I guess my opinion is going to be, like, super unpopular or whatever. But <laughs> You love it. I, I love the show. Oh, you! I, I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not even mad at. I'm not even mad at it because it, it is. It's still, even with with Ruby Rose, I can still kind of enjoy it. Yeah, it's just not good, but it's enjoyable to a certain degree. Not no, entirely enjoyable, but let let let, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry. let him speak on it. What do you yeah. like about it, Jay? Um. Like the best thing I could compare it to is like Birds of Prey, mm-hmm. where that was just completely awful. In a, in a, in a like it was just completely awful. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it, but it was like annoying. But in this show, like, there's only one annoying thing. What's that? The kryptonite being the only thing hard enough to puncture the bat suit. Yeah. Like, I. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, I know. I, I hear that. that. No, I know. I have an explanation for that. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. You think you do, but you really don't. No, no, I, I do. It might not be what the. It, it might not be what the the writers intended, but I think <laughs> it solved the riddle. Okay, go for it. I think that the the bat suit and the reason why it's one of a kind. Apparently, there's only the one. It's Kryptonian cotton. Not cotton. Kryptonian skin. Oh what, what? That's what, that's why it's bulletproof. It's so dark. <laughs> it's so dark. That's why you need kryptonite to pierce it because it, it's made now. Up. If that comes out to be true, then that will be like, yeah, like that would be kind of awesome. Would it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the original Batman made a suit out of crypto he skinned a kryptonian to make a right. suit well because and then they re- and then they figure out a way to somehow retailer it after, for a woman well kryptonite needle i mean it was well, probably doomsday well but the thing is they don't explain that it's it's irradiated by kryptonite that's why it's vulnerable to kryptonite they say it's just kryptonite just that hard no, yeah I, apparently I, they because they, they, they don't know that kryptonite is actually Technically, just a rock from Krypton that puts out a radiation that hurts Superman. I, I just hate right. that this fool just mentioned Doomsday, and it's like, like that's just like that's supposed to be okay. Like all that's messed it's up. A, no, it, it, it's not. You skin Doomsday and then make his skin into a suit. 
Doomsday is not Kryptonian. It's actually darker than that. Because after Final Crisis... Wait. uh, After Final Crisis... Doomsday is Kryptonian, Lawrence. What? It it, is. Ancient Kryptonian. That's the whole reason why he hated Superman. Was because he was from Krypton, and he was experimented on by the Kryptonian scientists. They experimented on him until he died, and then he came back. They brought him back, and like they kept doing that over and over, and that's what gives him the thing where he regenerates, and that's what made him hate Kryptonians. Okay, when he gets all right. Him, he wants to kill Superman. I I will I will take the L on that one. I was wrong. All right, what were you saying? I I have a theory for where the Kryptonian skin came from, because after Final Crisis, uh, the all the the universes were merged. All the CW verses were were merged. Where Supergirl's universe is now in the same universe as the all the rest. Batwoman, uh, Green Arrow, Flash, all that. Season one of of Supergirl, she's dealing with uh, rogue Kryptonians, and she defeats them. And I think Bruce Wayne got a hold of some of some of their bodies and kind of like you know snip snip and make made a suit. Batflick would do that. Well, it's not Batflick because they show us what Bruce Wayne looks like in in the show. Oh yeah, that's right. Which makes Luke Fox just like a complete idiot because. The whole thing with season one is there's a guy that can that puts on masks and can mimic other people, and yet Bruce Wayne shows up out of nowhere, and Luke Fox doesn't Luke Fox doesn't bother to kind of like, you know, figure out is it really Bruce Wayne or is it this dude that can do this? Now we know he's dead. Like he was going through a pretty stressful time. I think I can forgive that. Like. He's all like stressed out, thinking about Kate being dead. So it, it felt dumb that he made the mistake, but I can understand being so worried about your dead friend that you accidentally let a super villain into the back cave. I want to hear Joe forgive how this guy gets into the back cave, randomly shoots explosives in the back cave. And discovers a hidden cave in the back cave where the Batmobile is located, which Luke Fox had no idea was in there. And this is the only back cave. There's no back cave under Wayne Manor in this show. Was Luke there Fox, Luke, Luke Fox, Batman's number one guy, did not know that the Batmobile was in a cave within the cave. Now I will say uh the show wasn't perfect. <laughs> It does have some issues, aside from the kryptonite the costume thing. And yes, uh, that is one of the things that was odd, that the Batmobile would be behind the wall. By the way, a Batmobile that gets outrun by like a 60s van. <laughs> like, she, she literally outruns it for a while. Right. But... Yeah, like there, there are. It does have some issues, but I think overall they do a good job of 
of making like an interesting characters and story. Like I found myself interested. Like I wasn't planning on watching episode two. Like okay. I was gonna watch episode one and be done with it. And like a minute or so after I was done watching it, I'm like, damn it, I need to know what happens next. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, the first episode is weird because they make this one, this chick, I don't know what her name is in the show, uh, Batgirl, like they make her seem like a complete piece of shit. And it, it's weird that you would do that to your character. Like the way she gets the suit and the way she like steals it from Fox and the other girl was like, I mean, she seemed I mean, like a really terrible person. But she didn't steal it from them. She found it, right? Yeah, she found it in a plane wreckage. Right. Like, there's a car crash and you go and you find the guy's wallet before the police get there. Right, but then once the owner shows up and you're rattling off stats onto uh, as, as to why you're you de you deserve this stolen suit, you know, at that point, because right. the owners came back right. for it, and they didn't say, "Oh, just keep it." That's the thing. Like, By the way, it was of a vigilante. It's like uh, the second vigilante found the suit in the trash, like. That's obvious. That's free for the taking. She found it in a wreck. Like, free for the taking. That chick's dead. And when they find it, she's like, hey, that's our suit. And she's like, no, my life sucks. So I, it's okay if I steal this from you. It's like, no, I, it was I, a good move. I, but then they did. I, like, I got to point out that. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, point out that. What? Oh, what? Oh. Oh, I was saying, eventually, yes, she does kind of, like, redeem herself. Um, they didn't do it in the best way, but she does give the suit back. Right. And, uh, you know, that did make me feel a little better about her. <laughs> and I, I feel like how they get her back in the suit, like, it's kind of okay the way they do it. And I'm fine with Luke Fox being like uh, unsure because yeah, I don't I don't blame him. <laughs> but uh, I like that he. It doesn't take too long for him to come around. At the very least, like he is helpful, and then he comes it comes around once she like says she'll be on board with like being Batwoman and like not murdering people <laughs> and so yeah um yeah like i thought that was good okay i'm i'm glad the gentleman's oh you cut out a minute I watched season one. wait you said you I, said i'm glad joe mentioned you glad... go ahead Daz, i'm sorry i'm glad joe mentioned that because i watched season one and uh -huh. um, uh, Joe, as much as they made um, Ryan Wilder is the character's name, as much as they made her seem like kind of not a good person, Kay Kane was just the biggest piece of crap. Um, 
I don't. I. I it, it, it's weird That's to see Luke Fox. <laughs> okay, King was a piece of crap. It, it's weird to see Luke Fox preaching to Ryan Wilder about the the virtues and the code of, of Batwoman. It came straight up to the, the dude's throat and just watch him die in, in the episode, and justified it by by pointing out that in this universe, Bruce Wayne also killed the Joker. So mm. the the whole Oh, don't kill people like it, it's it's way like that's like, and you see died. how much of a piece of crap <laughs> no 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 kate kane is no no but that's crap. what i'm saying like like that they don't let her do these things because she's black that's what it sounds like to me i mean she totally Girl. gets wrong wrongfully arrested in in episode two look, look that that bugged me too because I thought that was actually pretty good. Like, they get, it feels pointed. Like, she is standing over a bloody dude, and then they arrest her, and then check the footage, and then let her go. Like, that was cool. But, I mean, why why wouldn't they check the footage before they arrest her? It takes time to get the footage. Also, they're not cops. Lawrence, they're not cops. And they have an agenda. The, the like uh, at some point, Gotham City funded the police and funded the mercenaries that fucking have shoot to kill orders. Like they don't even need to. They don't even need to take the footage from the from the convenience Look, store. I'm, I'm telling you how this works. You arrest the person and then you check the footage. Well, yeah, but I guess check. For one, they had a bunch of stuff they had to deal with. Like uh, the dude waking up the footage was unconscious and bleeding on the floor, so they had to take care of him. They had to get who they thought was the threat, unthreaded, and then they go and they check the footage. Plus, nowadays the footage is on the cloud, so they need his password to get to the cloud. And she wasn't technically arrested because. No, she was definitely arrested. No, she was detained because she didn't have legal counsel. No, no, it don't matter whether you have legal counsel or not. She's been she's been through this enough to know that she had legal counsel. There were some things in it where the writing is kind of shoddy too, like for me, where it's like this isn't how this goes, you know. And it wasn't that. It was later on in the episode, and I can't even think of it now. But there was, you know, the 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 bat thing, the bat oh bat eating rats, like. That was odd to me. It's not strange, but I don't think they would do that as a whole. And then having to blow up the bus. And she could have just thrown it into the suit. I mean, I guess you want to kill the, the pathogen too, right? Look, the, the writers don't know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. in, in the first episode, uh, Ryan Waller is talking about how, how K. Kane was a spoiled brat who, who got a powerful suit. And in episode two, it turns out Batwoman saved her at one point, and Batwoman's her hero. So it like, how do you, if 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 this person saved your life and you saw her as a hero, how do you not talk trash about her when when you get the suit? And the the writers treat the bat suit like it's an Iron Man suit for some reason. Yeah. I, I joke about it being made in a Kryptonian skin, but I think that's what they think it is. Like it <laughs> it, it bugs me that there's only one, like. Every comic book we've ever read, Batman has multiple suits. Unless it's like his first time out, 
dude has multiple suits. And yet in this universe, he's got the one, which now mm-hmm. is been retrofitted to, to fit a woman. It's just the show's all over the place. I hate that I have to watch it. I'm glad that you guys have shared my pain for once. And uh, it's, I mean, you don't have to keep like enjoying it. Like, I, please I, keep putting them in our drive. Like, I, <laughs> you could totally well, like stop they, whatever you're ready. Yeah, I was about to say CW, CW app. Like, get the CW app. You can watch it there. Yeah, I think you can watch them for free on the CW app. Now, what I do, I am critical about that app. Every five minutes, there's a commercial. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so funny. Um, fuck, I don't even remember what it was. But it was basically, uh, you know, our, our press copy had a like, commercial, like the little advertisement bars at the end of it, or, <laughs> or underneath the action. And at one point, uh, it was so funny because it was when Batgirl and uh, I can't remember the lady's name, like they start fighting, and then the thing underneath is talking about how exercise is good for you. <laughs> uh, I'm funny. guessing the you're talking about the main villain, Alice, yeah. Alice, yeah. yeah, which has been the only price. Like, this is she's the only actress who in season one realized this, this is crap. And just went, just had fun, yeah, just having a good time. And season one was re- like the bright spot of this show. Season two, it, I mean, she's still good, but I'm getting a little tired of this character. I, I want a different villain. Like and Hush, Hush, Hush was the villain of the first of the first, yeah. episode. and they should have they should have extended that at five or six episodes. Like that could have been interesting having a a dark. Uh, the Dark Knight, or you know, the, the evil Bruce Wayne behind the scenes, like kind of sabotaging stuff. It, it would have been, it would have been interesting, but they turned Hush, a, a great Batman villain, into basically one of Alice's henchmen. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, what would you all rate this, Mo? Let's start with you. I give it a two, man. And that's a generous too because I I, I do like this Javicia Leslie, well I forget her name in the show the Ryan, Ryan Reynolds Wilder, Wilder, Van well, Wilder. Wilder, yeah Ryan Van Wilder, um I, I like her story I think was something that could have been done and and it it should have been that from the beginning, like if you're just gonna do that because. Especially if you're changing and you're not following comics, like this is it. This is your future state Batwoman. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think if they would have put a, a little more effort to make it a good show, I could, if I'm some, you know, halfway enjoying it now, it, it, it's, I can only imagine if it was actually really good. Okay. Oz, what would you rate it? I just realized she's Ryan Wilder and lives in Van. She is Ryan Van Wilder. Huh. <laughs> this show's horrible. Two is being generous. Uh, I watch it because I have to. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I, 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 I do because they're going to cross over. And look, I, I do. I, I have to watch it. I'm glad Joe's enjoying it, actually. I, that was a, a little bit surprising, although it probably shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep putting the, the episodes up. The. So you can, if you want, enjoy Our them. Copies. 
uh, I encourage the, uh, the the rest of you to watch them just to share my pain. And uh, I I am grateful that they cut the season in half this year. <laughs> uh, so so you rate it what a one? I one and a half. One and a half. Okay. Jay, what would you rate Batwoman season two? So far? I would give it a four. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I am just really, really enjoying it. It it does have some issues. It's not perfect. Um, but a few things are, <laughs> anyway, right? Right. Is this so, what it's like when you guys ask me about movies? Yes. <laughs> At least, at least you'll watch it. You rate it without watching it. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. It's, it's like that, except I'm being genuine. So, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, I want to see what happens. Like, this whole plot with the Sapphire. And admittedly, I'm a tiny bit lost because I don't know who some of these people and relationships are. But it's something I should pick up. Uh, all all the women are sisters. Hmm? All the women are sisters. That's all you need to know. And lesbians, apparently. Yeah, all that. And Alfred's daughter's in it. Sister and wives. Niece. Don't call her niece? Oh. Like, her character is annoying, but yeah. I don't mean, like, annoying. What I mean is... I think it's annoying that shows feel like they have to relate everyone. Like when a comic book show is throwing in random references mm -hmm. just because they think that's what the public knows and wants. It's like, right. just be fucking original. <laughs> right. But this I actually do like the character, though. And I like the interaction between her and Alice. Like, that was pretty good i thought i'm i'm a little bit upset with with what they did with ryan wilder because we were promised that she was going to be like a, a former drug runner and i was expecting to see like a, a redemption story and that actually seemed kind of interesting you know she she did things she had to do because of her circumstances and she regrets it and now she's trying to, to make up for it and instead she they just give us a perpetual victim well, here's the thing. If they gave you a full-on drug runner, they have to give you the wrongfully accused one because, well, I, I don't want to be like that, but... Well, that's what she is. What? Wrongfully accused drug runner. Right, but oh, they had promised a real... Yeah, that so was my point, I don't want to be racial about it, but white people wouldn't want a redemption story from a black character. That's true. Maybe well, like, he's a criminal. Yeah. It seemed like it would have been more interesting, but it was. I, at the same In time, the I, can't, I, can't, I can't trust these writers to, to do that story any justice. So, whatever. I, you know, it's part of it. It's you know, in comics, you have your editor, you have your 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 publisher that wants what it wants as a whole, and your editor makes that in line, and then you as a creator do it. So you got like four people above you, kind of telling you what. But in TV, you got marketing people, you got censors, you have. Um, optics department and uh, certain things like that. Like I know when you see the the, the redemption story, it's it, it's if it's a white person going to win an Academy Award. Yeah. But frankly, I think Caroline Dries herself is is a racist. 
Oh, I know she is. All, all the people of color are either idiots or or victims, and that's how she sees us. So, like the Asian one's automatically a doctor, and she's sexist because her skirts are always shorter than her smock. Wait, what? The the Asian doctor lady in the show? Oh. She's always wearing skirts, and like her lab coat is longer than her skirts. So when she takes it off, it's like legs up to here. <laughs> Are you talking about Batwoman? Yeah, I'm talking about Batwoman. Okay. So what else would I be talking about? I'm I'm just making sure. Did you Benadryl yourself again? No, I I look. I'm just sitting here like I didn't notice that. I didn't say that you're wrong. I just was like just making sure that we're talking about the same thing. So. Because I know that, you know, the sister, the Asian sister, which I'm like, okay, they got. Yeah, but I got All the women are either related or banging. Yeah, yeah. Or both. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> or both. I'm, I'm going to give it a one. I don't like this show. And I was hoping that this iteration of it would be better, but it's just as bad. And yeah, it's just, it's just the writing. Like the, the act, I I don't feel like any of the cast is terrible. And Some I just of them are. Like, they, they 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 have their moments where they're really terrible. Sorry, no, I don't know. no. I mean, I, I I and that could be so, but I like, based on the material, I what I've seen them given, I don't feel like like I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna put it on the writers. Wait, and did, you did know, you see any of season one? Yeah, yeah. I, I watched like the first couple, and I was like, no. Oh, I, I did the, which, which I'm probably gonna do for this when I watch the first couple. I'm like, mm, how do you like, maybe how'd you like that one. Batmobile though, Larry? I know you you love like modern looking Batmobiles. I mean, the Batmobile was okay. It has a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I just want I my bat. Like I don't there at all. There's a spoiler. It's low. Look, I, I Is don't. She the I'm one not... banging the, the black cop? No, I'm talking about on the car, on the car. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna give this show a one, and who knows? Maybe I'll watch the third episode just because, you know, I don't want you to be out here on your own, uh, even though I know Jay will probably watch it. So, but either way, yeah, anyway, enjoying it. It's different. He's not yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You guys got to do a one shot for episode three. You and Joe outruns it in a van. And then in episode two, it talks about wow, this car really goes fast. I'm not used oh. to doing that. <laughs> oh, she does say that. We're we're gonna just move on. Let's uh let's let's go to uh Batman Soul of the Dragon. Oh, uh Jay. What would you say, Oz? Nothing. Go ahead, go ahead, start talking. There you guys go. Jay, why don't you tell us about Batman Soul of the Dragon? Okay, Batman Soul of the Dragon is an animated DC movie about uh, basically Batman is reuniting with uh, the people he trained with, uh, learned martial arts with, in order to stop a demon from entering our dimension. <laughs> the the end, right? No, but but you're right. That I mean, that is basically what what the movie is about. I would have mentioned maybe that it does take place in like the 70s, 
because I think that's important. Um, it is done in a 70s style. Like, it's basically written like a 70s martial arts film. Um, yeah, like a 70s martial arts film. So you got uh, Dick Dragon, who's <laughs> kind of like a Bruce Lee-ish type. Uh, you have Shiva, uh, Bronze Tiger, and... Uh, yeah, Batman, Shiva, Bronze Tiger, Dick Dragon. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's yeah, two the- others, but they're like fodder, kind of. Right. Like Jade and uh, I can't remember old boy's name. Yeah. But he like gets Rick me, something. But, yeah. Rick Cannon Fodder. <laughs> um, From the Connecticut Cannon Fodders. <laughs> So, this movie has style. It does. Uh, it does the style well. I think, like it, it feels like I don't know how many of you grew up watching these '70s like martial arts films. Uh, who grew up watching like exploitation films? Uh, this has that feel, but mm-hmm. like. Good. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's something about exploitation films. Like, I like them, but I could. I, I never really say they're called them good. But this they're is. Al- they're always good when they make them in another time period, in that style. You know, like your your Black right. Dynamite, or your uh, what is it like Proud Mary, Jackie right. Brown. You know. Not good, but entertaining. Well, no, no, no. Like, yeah. I think, I think they are like what Mo was saying is they are good, but the difference between an exploitation style film and an exploitation film is that an exploitation style film that's done after that period understands the modern day sensibilities and yeah, they they basically like are like, oh, okay, well, we can talk about or we can do this like this 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 uh batman film literally has an angry black man yeah and and, and it's like like they erased only, two two uh ethnicities in like one it, shot it's it's, it's literally we'll like a that. stereotypical angry black man but because they understand like the sensibilities and understand like okay like how that plays in a modern time they're able to play in a way that's like okay yeah he is the angry black man but there's also this aspect to him too you know i would also i i would also which is what the exploitation films don't do i I would also not for action jackson i would also not consider this a a batman movie at all it's a movie in it i see here's the thing i i I was like, this is like the Justice League Dark where they put, uh, I, I forget the name because they like they had a comic book series where it was Richard Dragon and Bronze Tiger and it was like Luke Cage, Power uh, Iron Fist type mm-hmm. comic of that time and this is what that comic was, <laughs> is that mm. and it threw Batman in it because I'm like, this is the only way they're going to get to make it good like kind of like that Justice League Dark where Batman's in it, you know, and that's how I went into it, but honestly, Batman was in it, like all says, 
but it wasn't like they put these people like everybody plays their part, even Batman. It's, it's <laughs> so, an ensemble film, and it's actually done well. Like I yeah, was, really I was well. really skeptical about that, and it's just done well. Like like Joe said, with the style, like because of the style and the fact that I don't know. You know, we always complain that these animated things aren't really feature length, and this one was like pretty much feature length, especially for that type of film. Not really, though. Like a, movie's, a movie's at least an hour and a half, right? No, that's not true. I think that's true. Not, not, no. 90 minutes. I, I think 82 minutes, 82 minutes is like a good exploitation film. 80, like it's 82 minute runtime with the credits. Whatever you over here with your WandaVision at like 10 minute credits, and it's like it's wait, a half hour show. Yeah, I, first of all, I didn't say anything about WandaVision credits, or I know, but you were thinking it. <laughs> I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying, we know how long credits are. Credits are at least five minutes. This joint's longer than that, but it's still, it's not, it, you gotta be at least 90 minutes to be a movie. Well, it's not it's, what but, is it? Sixty-five so minutes, like everything else. Was. I, like, I'm not minutes. knocking it. Hold on, listen. Wasn't every like six every Joe? You're the one that knows this because every like animated DC thing was like sixty-five minutes. Um, it was seventy. Seventy. Uh, they started out it was seventy, but gradually they've been uh, increasing the time of the thing they run. They run time. So, am I bad? In, am I wrong in saying that this one feels almost featured length? Um, I wouldn't say you're wrong. Um, you both have a point. Like, I feel that they gave it more time than they had to. And so, like, I'm glad for the time we do get. I could have, like, well, okay, I, I always say I could use more. So that doesn't mean anything coming from me. More, but, more uh, Dick Dragon. <laughs> but uh yeah like it has a decent runtime for yeah. a DC animated movie and, and don't get me wrong by no like the time is as far as i'm concerned is perfect it should not have been not a moment longer and i'm not saying that like it should have been shorter because i don't think it should have been a moment shorter either i think like i feel like they literally told the amount of story they had to tell and that was enough like like, I don't want it to be 90 minutes just so we can be like, oh, well, it could have been a live-action movie or it could have been, like, by a the, theatrical release. By the way, real quick, although the average uh, feature length is 90 minutes, according to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, it only has to be longer than 40 minutes to be eligible for Academy Award. Which would That's not it. helping me. That's not helping me. Yeah, no, because, like, I mean, yeah, Academy Award has short films, like, <laughs> no, but it's not, but that's not a short film character. criteria for a feature length. Yeah, this is a feature length picture. Oh, feature length film is 40 minutes? More than 40 minutes? More than 40 minimum minutes. of 40 minutes. And, oh. and Soul of the Dragon is 70. Listen, so that, no, nobody's going to watch a 40 minute movie and be like, oh, that's a feature length film. I'm down to watch a 40 minute Hobbit. Okay. <laughs> but going back to Batman, Soul of the Dragon, it's like Okay, like, uh, Jay. Well, actually, Oz, what did, what do you think? Because I think I feel like you we've they've heard from all the rest of us. But what did you think of it? Um, as a as the movie fan, 
if I just uh, enjoy it as a, again, I, I take this, I take this, this uh, Dick Dragon in, in two ways. As a movie fan, it's a good movie. I, I like it. It's a good story. It, it's succinct. It, it's well told. It's not a Batman movie. It's just a classic kung fu movie, really. As a uh, as a comic book fan who, who knows these characters, like it's very disrespectful. I mean, they, they erase two different uh, uh, identities. How so? And, well, uh, the original Richard Dragon is is, is a, a, a redhead, and the second Richard Dragon is a Hispanic person. Wait, and, wait, so was, is Richard Dragon a white guy originally? Yeah, he, he's like the Iron Fist of DC. Oh, gotcha. I don't like. I, I don't. It's know. like his name is like Richard Dravinsky or or like some some yeah, uh, Eastern European. It's, it's the like Russian name for dragon. <laughs> That's hilarious. They they okay. disrespect um other other great DC characters like Cheshire is just pff, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Judo master, like just whatever, totally Ooh, different. He he's man. in Cobra. He's he's a he's he's hanging out with Cobra Commander, at in this movie, for some Who's reason. Who's Judo master? I'll see. He's the guy with the blindfold, right? No, he was the white guy, in the team. Oh, that's the guy that we the guy we didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, the the dude that that tried to like the the guy the sixth the sixth man. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never heard of Judo Master. I don't know who that is. I've heard of Judo Master, but I never give a fuck. So luckily, yeah. these people didn't give a fuck either. They actually give more of a fuck. <laughs> how is Judo Master a, a super? I don't even know if he's a superhero or a super villain. But either way, like, how is that like a superhero name, Judo Master? Because it's it was the the seventies. Yeah, it's the sixties and seventies. I mean, I'm just saying, like. Power Man was in the seventies, right? Yeah, and Power Man, how's that? Like, that's just as bad as Judo Master. At least Judo no, Master, no, like, no, no, tells no. you his skill set. No, you crazy. Power Man sounds like a superhero. Judo Master is what people call regular people. Like, in real life, there are Judo Masters. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? Like, that's Judo like, Master oh, title people. He's, last he's a superhero. His name is Mailman. It's like, hey, hey, hey don't they look. Hey, look, don't talk about the Postal Service, Larry. I'm not knocking what they do. I'm saying saying that, look, they do amazing stuff. I'm not sure I would call them superheroes. They are superheroes. Every hero doesn't wear a cape. They're superheroes. They got me my allergy medicine through the pandemic. And I didn't, Okay, well then, look, okay. No delay. I can't wait to read the next DC comic with with driver and driving instructor. It's like... Well, it, that's going to be a Legion title. It's Driving Instructor Lad. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I've never heard of Judo Master, and so Judo Master is just really good at. Judo. I mean, you're, you're talking. You're talking about the the set, the sixties and seventies where like, kung fu was a thing. Like that. That was literally a show about a dude that knew kung fu. No, no but kung fu is not a superhero. I'm. I'm oh, oh he's not. Okay, I see. David Carradine is, is spinning. Why in his you acting like like I'm just saying like martial artists superheroes existed. Like Marvel has a whole bunch of them. One of them is Iron Fist. The other one's the guy Shang Chi. It's like, dude, it's like 
You can name like you can be a martial arts superhero and not be named like the master of whatever martial art you you do. Like judo's not even that deadly a martial art. It's all throws. People didn't know that back then. Oh jeez. By the way, he he is throwing people. Around. I know. Yeah, that's what you're doing, judo. Like, I'm every just cover I'm looking at, he's throwing people around. I know. <laughs> like, says, all I'm hearing is Lawrence disrespecting all sorts of people. Oh, <laughs> okay. I guess I'm disrespecting judo masters. I'm not saying they're not impressive. I'm just saying they're not super people, but maybe they are. Look, he was a member of the Justice League at one point. So. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, well, every, every, everybody has. Hey, come on. Or was he like international? Look, technically, judo master was a bird of prey at one point. Oh, of course he was. So, yeah. Yeah. Wildcat. Look, and Jay. Jay was a bird of prey. <laughs> he wore blue though. He wore blue. <laughs> He's like he's saving his greed for when he gets on the Justice League. <laughs> my, so, my whole point is while I enjoyed the movie, it, it's a great story. I definitely I recommend it. it. It's good. It's not a Batman book. And if you care about DC characters, uh redheaded people or Hispanic people, then maybe it's the one for you. Like, you don't I mean. care about those people. I know. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing, but that's one hundred percent the truth. Very <laughs> enough, man. They messed Yo, up. Were you Richard Jabinowski and Ricardo Diaz. <laughs> I was gonna ask. Um, this is an animated movie. What did you guys think of the animation? I was pretty. Go ahead, Larry. Sorry. No, no. I, I, I was gonna. That's the end, beginning and end of my statement. I liked it. <laughs> I'm always critical about the animation frame rates. Like, it, it moves too choppy. And this one did move choppy at parts, but when it came to the fight scenes, it's like, oh, look, I'm not even going to be mad at these. Like, they even felt like, they felt like 70s fight scenes where, like, the background just moves <laughs> around the person. So they, they put it they put it where it belonged to. Like, the, the, the car chase scene was tight. And I'm like, dude, this is a good car chase. I, I thought of Derek. Like, I wonder what Derek thinks about these. And um, the fight scenes were good uh, and the animation and the character designs, like, they all look good. The Batman costume design, I wasn't that into, but it, it was okay. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. He didn't look like like Neil Adams' Batman. Like he looked like '30s Batman with the ears flaring like that. So that that's where. I, but you know, it, the thing is, everything pl- it worked well for what it was. So I'm not even gonna be mad at that. And uh, one thing I do gotta give to this is like this is why my the point that I was trying to make where, where this feels more like a feature film than it does. Just the short that DC does is the music in it. Yeah, they put extra care in this music, and the music's like on point to like that feel, but it also works for the story. Like it's not just generic '70s slash porno music. It's like it fits the tone of the movie too. Like they they put they put a lot of work in that, and it's like even if I hated this, I think because of the music, it would have gotten a three <laughs> as my rating. If that, if I hated this, yeah, because I like I want this soundtrack. I, you know what I, else bugs me? Go ahead. They, they, I just realized they disrespected a whole another character too, because uh, the the Soulbreaker sword, that's Katana's sword. 
They are yeah. just messing with all my continuity. You know, I hate this fucking. Movie. But Lady Shiva had it too. Yeah, she doesn't get it until later. Yeah, yeah. I like Katana can still technically get it later down the line. Yeah, like that. That's that's you know, probably what with that sword. Also, that Lady Shiva loses it. So, dude, I, I but I felt like Lady Shiva's characterization was awesome in this movie. Oh, yeah. she was amazing. Like you know, and it's like one of those things where, like you know, Shiva is is one of those characters where you know, at her best, they're portraying her as the best fighter, and this was one of those things where it's like it totally like exemplified that in a lot of different ways. Where it's just like, man, like like where like even like the whole line with um, you know, where where uh, where. <laughs> Where Rick Dragon is like asking him about uh, asking Bruce Wayne about his relationship with Shiva and like how that exchange goes, I'm like, oh, that's so perfect. Where I was like, that's so cool. Where this like you literally have like a humble moment with Batman, which is like, how often do you get to see that? You know what I mean? Like, it was very cool. It was very cool. It was really cool to see when um, when she gets handed the sword. And Judo Master is like, what the hell? What about me? And Sensei is like, hey, if you think you can take it, then go ahead, fight her for it. And he tells her, hey, by the way, just use one finger. And in the back of my head, I'm like, well, that's Lady Sheba. This white guy is about to get his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's an amazing fight. Yeah, it she is. She fingers him pretty good. Nah. <laughs> Uh, also, too, I I, I, will, <laughs> I will also say that uh, I I would have to give props to Michael Jai White, like he was really good in this too, like which is like and don't get me wrong, I mean like you know I I generally I'm a fan of his, but I felt like his performance was especially good in this. Who did he? He, he played the Bronze Tiger. Yeah, and I think that's the testament to how how well he played this character. Like, I feel like they're, you're not the only person that's like, wait, that was Michael Jai White? Like, I think there are other people that would be like, I didn't even realize that was him. And I think it's because he, he like, kind of showed a, 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 a amount of rain that he doesn't necessarily usually get to show. Was he in the Arrowverse as Bronze Tiger too? He was. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He was better. He was better in this. Oh yeah. Well, it's the the writing too. <laughs> yeah, and that's what it boils down to. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. I was just like, dude, like, I feel like this guy, I'm like, he's getting to shine. Yeah. I like what they did because you know when you talk about exploitation style uh, filmmaking, like the angry black guy trope character type, it, it, you could just throw it in. You don't have to do like he. You see his arc from being the angry black guy to being the not so angry black guy mm-hmm. to being the hero, and it's something like I mean that's eighty minutes in this thing. I know Larry is critical about the eighty-two minutes, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> but it, yeah, but you know the, that that extra five minutes that Larry hates, like <laughs> really put that that scene with him. I'm like, man, this this is this is yeah. No, it's real good. You know, real good. So I, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this film. 
like yeah. this animated feature. I, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Mo, since you're talking, give us a rating. What would you rate Batman Soul of the Dragon? This is a five out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Oz, what would you rate it? It's a, it's a four. I mean, it's it, it's a good movie. I definitely can recommend people watch it. Nobody cares about uh, people of different ethnicities getting wiped out from history like I do. So just watch it and enjoy it. Because apparently I'm the, I'm the one that cares. Oz is the one that's the, the champion of the downtrodden. Everybody knows that about Oz. It's just me. And it's just not a Batman you. movie. Got it. <laughs> Jay, what would you rate this? I would rate it like a four and a half. Uh, like, I, I really like it. I, I like the fights. I like Shiva. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Batman in this. Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird, but they actually utilize them in some really interesting ways. Absolutely. Like, uh, there's a scene where uh, Richard Dragon is in Bruce Wayne's club and they get attacked. And Bruce like just disappears and comes back as Batman. And later he's like, Richard's like looking at him like, what, what, what's with that? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, great scene. That? It's a great scene. And yeah, like he tries to deflect, and he's like, no, no, no the suit. What? what is <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And yeah, like it's just really great. And like even. Even building off that when he's with Shiva, and he's talking with Shiva like, "Oh, he has this mask he wears." It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I enjoyed that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I I I gotta I gotta give this a five out of five only because when I first heard of the premise and first like saw some of like the like even the trailer. I was like skeptical because I was like, okay, I see what they're trying to do, but this, it very much felt like it was like one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm not sure that they have any more good ideas and this is like the best they could come up with. And I had to eat crow 100% because the execution on this joint is damn near perfect. You know, it's not it's like, I can't call it like perfect, perfect, but because nothing is, but. I'm gonna give it a five because this is as close to perfect as you're gonna get in real life. Because I was just like, yeah, like I, I think that uh, all of you had super valid points, and I don't think I, I don't think any of you are wrong except for maybe Oz a little bit with not a Batman movie because I do feel like it is a Batman movie, but it's not in the conventional sense. I'll give you that in the sense that it's you know, more Batman, Batman than Justice League Dark was. I, I mean, okay, yeah. Justice League Dark. Yeah, but like Batman's not even in that team. Like he's teamed up with Richard Dragon in the past, like in the Richard Dragon book. Yeah, and I think that's the thing where it's like it's an ensemble book, and they tie it, they tie it to Batman's origin enough that it makes sense for everything that's happening to happen, and and I think that you know like. It 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 uh walks a fine line between making Batman look amazing at what Batman does and at the same time allowing everybody else to shine in their own way and making you be able to see like okay, 
these people are better than Batman in, in different ways, but he's still Batman. And that's a hard line to walk. And even even in the ending, I'm just like, oh, dude, like. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Like the ending of this joint, I'm just like, wow, like what a way to end a movie. And I'm just like, like, I like I can't I there's only so many DC animated joints as good as they are, where at the end of it, I'm clamoring for more. Like I'm like, dude, I, I, I wish I wish you were 90 minutes long. You think we're going <laughs> to get a re- resolution to that? Because it does. No, no absolutely not. It, it's it's well, giving you the ending for that reason, and it's just like you know, way. exploitation, man. That's, yeah. that's, how they, yeah. that's how they end. Like yeah. you might not get another one. Like you might die the next week. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, absolutely. It's like it's totally like it's it's so perfect, and it's like it, like that's the thing, like. All the different things that it's combining together, as far as like style and characters, and like it's just like it's 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 a really good mix. And for anybody that's out here listening, and you're like, man, like, sh-, like it is literally, in my opinion, it's probably the one of the best times I've had in a long time watching a DC animated film. And it's not to say the other ones are terrible or anything. It's just that this one was especially good. So you should mess with it. All right, it's time for us to get out of here. Look, tight, tight two, tight two. Yeah. Well, we already busted to do that too. I mean, just busted a little hard. bit because all the it's because of all the dicks in it. It has been a lot. Of <laughs> Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts, buddy? Okay, so if you want to pair Batman solo with Batman, uh, two things you can pair it with. Uh, the first is speed. It basically, they want to think like, they want to be similar lines where they're basically about a group of adventurers fighting to keep an evil from crossing into our dimension. Uh, one's a little more comedic, but I think it does kind of pair well with that. Um, the other thing I would pair with this is Batman Year One. I think that works really good with it because Year One is kind of after the training, but before the math. And Soul of the Dragon is the training and after the math. Like, it's a good early Batman. Like, yeah, like, the two together make for a really interesting early kind of Batman uh, where he's getting to be, like, you see from the training to the beginning before the math to the math to after. Um... Pretty good. Uh, the only thing I would suggest is if you're going to watch two back to back, maybe give yourself five minutes in between because uh, the shift from the kind of noir to the 70s exploitation, just a tiny bit jarring when you watch them like back to back. But otherwise, yeah, those two movies go good together. What was the first one, Jay? Uh, the first one was Scoob. 
the okay. Scooby Doo one. Got it. Got it. Oz, final thoughts. Since we're talking about Asian exploitation, um, <laughs> uh, a movie that I haven't had the opportunity to watch, but I really, really want to watch, and I, without seeing it, I'm recommending it to everybody, is uh, Crazy Samurai Murasashi. If, if you're in America, it might be under Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1. And it's it's a movie about uh, Murasashi Miyamoto, I believe his name was. Which is, <laughs> yeah. which is the hero of every, whatever. He's the hero of every Japanese samurai film. And it's him versus 400 people. And the, the thing about this is when you get to that battle, of him versus the 400. This is a 90 minute movie and there is a 70 minute uh 70 minute 70 minutes of it is this fight of him versus these 400 other people and it's all done in one shot. And it just it sounds amazing. The the more I learn about the actor in it, it's like he he's like Moves. He's, he's done movies where he's broken his neck and like the doctors told him that he's so muscular that it's the only reason he's still alive. And any one of us has has this injury, we're dead. But he's he's so buff, so muscular, so hot that he survived it. That happened to and me. So I, I really, <laughs> I'm not lying. So I really, really want. I, I really want to see this movie because I want to see a 70 minute action scene done in one take and i want to see what that looks like without having seen it already i'm recommending it to you guys i'm gonna watch it and i'm assuming right now that i'm gonna love it thank you both. most magnum final thoughts <coughs> sorry uh look happy birthday heck happy birthday heck that's all i got happy birthday heck that's enough. Happy birthday, heck. I feel bad because I didn't get to wish him happy birthday uh, on social media, but I do love you, heck. Appreciate you, buddy. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, in the meantime, let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what it is that you want to hear about. Let us know what it is you like. Let us know what it is you dislike. Hit us on all of our social media, comment on YouTube. Uh, comment on Twitch, whatever, all this stuff. You know what it is. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you. Have a good night.